0: Welcome to the Glasgow Baptist Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Erdie Carter. We want to help you apply biblical truth to your daily life. Let me invite you to take your Bibles and go with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. As we continue in our series on the blueprint for for godly living Um, I grew up singing a very familiar hymn In fact we've sung it in this church I I can't begin to tell you how many times we've sung it here but we we've sung this hymn so many times you'll know the hymn Uh, but let me show you the lyrics lyrics are really simple have thine own way Lord have thine own way thou art the what Potter. Potter and I am the clay while i am waiting yielded and still oh, i I've, I've got a slide out of whack that's my fault i put them in wrong order there uh let, let's yeah let's go to the let the right one i do know the song uh, back up we'll go one more should be mold me and make me after thy will and then we'll we do the while i'm waiting uh, yielded and still I've sung that song so many times, I'm really shocked that I got it out of order there. Not sure what happened, but I've sung that song so many times. Just out of curiosity, anybody in the room never sung that song? Yeah, see, I didn't think I'd get a hand. Uh, we've all sung that song. Uh, we, we know that song. We, we could sing that song, whether I get the words correct on the screen or not. We can sing that song. But 1991, I was uh, a 19-year-old and decided uh, I was going to leave home. Uh, I, my mom and dad, they're, they're good friends. My Sunday school teacher, uh, he owned a, uh, a Goodyear tire dealership. He called me. I, I was, had worked for a company and decided to quit. And he called me and said, hey, won't um, you spend the day with me? So I did. And, that day took us on a journey we went to bargetown looked at one of his locations and then we ended up in danville kentucky at the end of the day he offered me a job either at bargetown or danville i took the one in danville now here's two lessons i learned about that now, the first lesson was simply this this was this was about july end of july uh, because mom was not teaching at the moment i, I take the job on tuesday on wednesday or thursday we drove to danville found me apartment on the weekend i moved in and i started work on monday now the kicker was i was the oldest of three and i'm the favorite just ask me i'll tell you and and my mother was already mentally preparing for my brother to go off to georgetown college we had they had three children me being the favorite my brother being the middle child and then somewhere along the line my sister came into the world my mother all of a sudden in in a blink of an eye lost her two boys her favorite son and then her other son and she was left with my daughter my sister and if you know my sister that's just problems and so it it devastated my mother but that's not really the part of the story I want to tell although my mother I think often listens and so I wanted to make sure I I communicated her wishes well Uh, but the other thing about that was I did all of that and never asked God I did every bit of that I took a job set up in an apartment lived in an apartment And never ask God, what do you think I should do? And yet, how many times have I sung, have thine own way, Lord? Have thine own way. You're the potter, I'm the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. Here's the thing. I can sing it, but I didn't live it. And I think there's a lot of other people, maybe in this room or the sound of my voice, who can testify the same thing. We've made decisions, whether it's to marry somebody, whether it's to buy a house, whether it's to to buy a car, start a family, whatever the case may be. We've made lots of decisions and we've never invited God in on the equation. We've just decided this is what I'm going to do now. God you've got to Bless it God I've done this would you would you just make it work out? God this is this is what I'm doing join me in it and That's so far from what scripture teaches So James writes to the church In his letter and today he in our verses 13 through 17 we we just find in four verses a very strong argument not to forget God to make sure God's in his rightful place because if we're gonna sing have thine own way if we're gonna we're gonna make statements that that proclaim that God knows and has the plans if we're going to hold tight to jeremiah 29 11, for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans for hope and a future if we're going to hold to that then we we need to go to god and ask him what do you want me to do we need to ask is this the right thing oh it looks good god but is it what you want so this morning, that's the conversation James has with the church because what's happened is there's some leaders in the church, some business people, they just do what they want to do and then invite God to the blessing. So if you have your Bibles and you're at James chapter 4, would you stand as we read God's holy word? This morning, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation because I just think the way they way they. Have interpreted the text is, is spot on verse 13 look here you who say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and will stay there a year we will do business there and make a profit how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow your life is like the morning fog it is here a little while then gone what you ought to say is if the lord wants us to we will live and do this or that otherwise you are boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil remember it is a sin to know what you ought to do and to not do it father this morning speak clearly Remind us, you have the plan. You know what's best. May we be faithful to follow. For it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Here's the big idea I want you to catch this morning. People who live life trusting only in themselves are not only foolish, but they miss God's hand at work and every day. They're not only foolish, but they miss God's hand at at work every day. James wants to remind the church, and it's a great reminder for us, that God's at work every day, and the question is, are we seeing that? Are we involved in that? Are we joining him, or are we just looking at him going, hey, come over here and bless this? Hey, we're going to do this, and what we need is God, you to bless it, and we've never asked him. And so there's some dangerous uh, ideas of living independent. James gives us three of these things. And and as James does, he he not only gives us what, what is dangerous, but then he tells us what our solution is. So let me share three things with you and then the solution. First thing I want you to catch is you ignore God completely. When you come to a place in your life and you begin to do things on your own. When you begin to to just run at a pace that it's all about you, you begin to ignore God altogether. Uh, and there are those dangerous moments. In fact, through this text, James gives us some some points there of what what that looks like. In fact, I, I put them in there. There's no blanks there for you to fill. I, I just gave you those five. But let me give you the first one. Look at what it says in verse 13. Look here you who say today or tomorrow the thing about this is it's all about your time frame it's all about your time frame it's it's what i want when i want it when we live independent from god it's all about us and it's our time frame we need this to happen today if you've ever been waiting on god you know that it's never on your time frame because God has a plan. And no matter what we think, He doesn't cave to peer pressure. He stays to His plan. It's about His time frame. But when we live independent of God, we make everything about us in our time frame. What we're going to do today or tomorrow. Second thing we see in the text is we're going to go to a certain town. In other words, it's about our location it's about our location it's about where we want to be where we want to settle where we want to do what we want it's about making our life better we're gonna go this place because that will be better for us but God says there's a city who needs to hear the gospel and Jonah says I'm not going to that location Jonah remember God says hey I need you to go to Nineveh Jonah said sure and then he goes the other way but let me just remind you Jonah ended up in Nineveh you can go on your own accord or God's gonna gonna put you there one way or another but when it's all about us, it's where we want to go and what we want. Third thing we see in the text, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there for a year. God, I'm only gonna do this for, for this long. I tell you what, we're, we're gonna start this adventure and we think we can do this and it's all about our time frame. We set the timetable and what, what we're gonna do this. We'll only be here a short period of time. We'll only do this. And God may have other plans. But see, we never ask God. We're dictating what our time frame is. One more. Or two more, actually. We'll stay here and we will do business. We will do business. James is, James is hitting all those spots here. My job has nothing to do with God it's all about what I want it's all what makes me happy what brings the most money in my pocket what gives me the most vacation days what gives me the most retirement why would I ask God Now, he, he, hear me very carefully God may have put you there but his reasons are not your reasons The reason he's put you there is because there's lost people who need to hear Jesus. There's opportunity to make much of him there. But see, we, we think, oh, I've got my church life, my spiritual life, and then I've got my my job. And that's not what God's plan. But when we live independently, it's all about what we think our job is, which leads to the last one that James points out, make a profit. It's all about our objective how can we make so much money retire early look good and go to the beach and lay there like a beach whale I mean that's what we want to do right we want we want to make so much money we can just retire early and do all we want to do travel and watch UK continue to beat Florida and all sorts of other teams we're just going to do that we're gonna we're gonna retire and travel in an RV and go wherever our grandkids want to go It's our objectives. What some people forget when they hit the age of retirement is there is no retirement plan with God. He still has a calling on your life. that calling on your life is to continue to serve him faithfully, however that looks, whatever that looks like. And so in verse 13 we find these five things here that that james just hits them between the eye and says listen you're ignoring god and he reminds them in verse 14 he says this how do you know what your life will be tomorrow your, your life is like a morning fog it's here a little while and then it's gone listen we all know that right i mean anybody this week have a day that or let me rephrase this anybody have a week that everything went like you planned listen i can't even get out of bed and have the first cup of coffee without things not going like i planned one maybe i overslept two i forgot something three the phone has rung. life is full of twists and turns you go to the doctor's office and he says I'm sorry to have to tell you your life just took a turn you're planning a trip a family member calls and says we need you we have to make a turn life is full of you are not promised tomorrow you only have today the second thing james points out here in this text is you deny god's involvement there's this moment in the text where he talks about how they just deny god's involvement funny little story i heard or read this turtle wanted to spend his winter months in florida thought it'd be warmer be nice on his shell you know roll over and let his legs stick up and get a little sun but he knew if he had to to go from Kentucky to Florida and walk well he'd just never make it in time so he came up with a plan he, he got these two geese he convinced these two geese to to take him to Florida so both each geese put a rope between in their beak and, and was gonna fly and he took those jaws and just cramped down on that rope and sure enough off they went man they were making great time things were going well and then all of a sudden he heard somebody from the ground go look at that look at those two geese carrying that turtle i wonder whose idea that was and the turtle said it was mine (laughs) see he came up with the idea So oftentimes we, we think what God has put us in and done, it's, it's our, our idea. This is, we ignore God's involvement. We ignore God's hand. We ignore the things God wants. And we become, we become arrogant, conceited, boastful, just about, look at me. If you know the Old Testament you know that's Israel's history they came to places where they would just boast of, of themselves in fact in Isaiah 47 we read these words these words are, are about Babylon they were boastful nobody can take us down verse 4 uh, verse 7 of chapter 47 says you said, I will reign forever as queen of the world. And you did not reflect on your actions or think about their consequences. Listen to this. You pleasure loving kingdom. Living at ease and feeling secure. You say, I am the only one, and there is no other. I will never be a widow or lose my children. Well, both these things will come upon you in a moment, widowhood and the loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite all your witchcraft and all your magic. When you felt secure in your wickedness, no one sees me, you said, but your wisdom and knowledge have led you astray. And you have said, I am the only one there is no other there's no other we begin to make things about ourselves we we ignore God's involvement we boast about how good we are look what we've done when the truth of the matter is we're as Greg saying a flower fading we are nobody but now hear me carefully there are reasons to boast we do have cause to boast but boasting has to be in the right way let me give you three things we can boast in the first one is we boast it in the cross of Christ we boast in the cross of Christ Galatians tells us this uh, Paul says in Galatians 6 uh, uh, but but as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Catch that anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through the cross, and I to the world. We can boast in the cross of Christ. Make much of Christ and what He did on that cross. And the second thing is we can boast in our weakness and God's strength. We we can boast about how we are nothing and God is everything. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is perfect in weakness. Therefore I will most gladly boast all the more about my weakness so that Christ's power may reside in me. We can boast about our weakness. We can boast about the cross. And thirdly, we can boast about God's goodness. For God is good. And we can boast of that. James tells us this every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It's not something, every good and perfect gift I found, I made, I. It's every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. We can ignore God. We can deny His presence. Those two things only lead us down dangerous paths. Thirdly, James points out that you can live in complete disobedience. Disobedience. At the end of the day, that's what was going on. Disobedience. Look at what he says in 17. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. It's a sin to know what you ought to do and not do it. April uh, 2021, there was a couple in Florida was going to get married. And they were excited about their upcoming wedding. They were looking for the perfect place to get married. They wanted something that had swimming pools, tennis courts, gazebos, the, the whole nine yards. In fact, I think I have a picture of what they found. That was the place they found to do their wedding. They toured the place because the place was for sale for five million dollars they didn't want to buy the place or nor could they afford the place they just wanted to use it for the wedding and Nathan Finkel is the person who owns the property and they met with him and said hey we'd like to can we rent it no you can't rent it we'd just like to have our wedding here sorry you can't do that so they said okay no problem NBC News, uh, April 2021, reports of what takes place next. This couple mails out their invitations. They tell people, hey, this is is our location. Show up at this house and come around back. They've got chairs set up, everything going on. What they didn't know is Nathan Fickle lived on the same property, just in a different house. And as he looks out the door, he notices all the commotion going on. And he calls the police. He says, I have no idea what's happening, but they're not to the be here. The police show up. What are y'all doing? Well, we want to have our wedding here. I know you. I told you you can't have your wedding here. Fickle was nice and didn't press charges. They didn't get married there. In fact, the report doesn 't really go on and tell us where they got married. It was just that they didn 't get married there here 's the thing they knew and yet they did it anyhow. We oftentimes do oftentimes do that ourselves don 't we? We know what 's right. We know what God tells us, yet we ignore it so What's the solution? How do you live dependent upon God? James tells us in verse 15, it's real simple. What you ought to do is say, if the Lord wants, if the Lord wants, it's all about what God wants. It's about having that right heart and that right attitude. It's the same attitude Jesus had John 4 tells us this this is Jesus my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work Jesus was all about whatever he wants Paul would write letters to different churches and he would always say I long to see you I hope to come if the Lord wills if the Lord wills listen there's there's no problem having dreams and desires and thoughts we gotta lay them before God we've gotta ask God I'll do this if this is what you will if you will C.S. Lewis said this there are two kinds of people those who say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God says, all right, then have it your way. Do you say, thy will be done, or let's have it my way? We sing, have thine own way. We sing all sorts of things. Question is, do we mean it? And the only way we mean it is by putting that into practice by saying, Yes, Lord, your will be done. 19 years old, I made that move without asking God. That was the last move I ever made without asking God. It, it wasn't that uh, my time there in Danville was bad, it was just God shook me enough to say, how about ask me next time? And I'm going to tell you, I've made some moves in my life that on paper doesn't make any sense. But in the heavenly realm, that's what God wanted me to do. And I'm so grateful. That's the direction I went. This morning, the question for you is, are you living independent from God or are you dependent upon God? Are you knowing what you're supposed to be doing but i'm still going to go try to have my wedding at this house or i'm going to go do this i hope today you understand god's called you to be dependent upon him His, his goal is not to harm you or hurt you but to give you hope and a future but you've got to trust you've got to trust in him father this morning we